Hello and welcome to another Emith Your Business podcast. I'm Wendy Vinson, president of Emith Worldwide. Today we're airing the second part of a podcast I recorded with my colleague Karen Awada. In this continuing discussion, Karen and I talk about some of the common frustrations that get in the way of business owners' success. As you listen to this podcast, you may feel that we're talking about you, and that's good. That's what this is all about. So let's dive back into the second part of the Business Leader Attributes podcast. Now, are there a couple just top of mind challenges that you've noticed uh, that get in the way mm-hmm. of really creating this level of commitment? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, and we hear this all the time, right? What's the number one thing that, you know, business owners will say to us? Well, I don't have time, mm-hmm. right? I'm so busy, I don't have time. So there is something about, you know, I used the word earlier, um, I think for, you know, both of us, it's one of our favorite words because it's so descriptive of, of, the experience, and that is of having the mental spaciousness mm. to actually think. Now, for some of us, that requires that we set aside time. For others, it requires not so much time, but kind of a um, a clearing, a mental clearing, you know, where we can see and get connected to really, you know, what this is all about for us. So that, I think when our minds are really cluttered with details and those endless to-do lists and trying to figure out what happened yesterday and last quarter and where we're going to go next quarter and so forth, we block our ability to be clear, which is, you know, in my mind, what having space, you know, that mental spaciousness is all about, to be clear about what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it. And therefore, what are we really committed to? Yeah. So that mental clutter, I think, is is one of the things that really gets in the way. And I think the other thing is, um, I don't know, I, you know, there, I would call it almost magical thinking, hmm. this idea that I have a vision, but but the vision for my business really has no um, connection to reality. So making sure that you have the financial, not just resources, but the financial uh, literacy to make sure that you can maintain your commitment over time. So again, there's a real difference between having the money, but ha- but understanding how cash flows in and out of your business, how you work with the balance sheet and the income statement together, you know, in terms of the story that that really tells. Um, you need to have that to stay real and in order to plan. Yes. Without that, it's hard to be committed to something when there's no plan in place to get you there. So I think for a lot of people, you know, they just write it off and say, well, I don't have the money right now. Well, now it's interesting because, you know, I hear you speaking and you used the word, um, well, three words all in the same, uh, you know, conversation. And one you said in this question, you said magical, you said spaciousness, and you also said planning and money. Well, that's the four words, isn't it? But yeah. this financial, you brought up looking at a balance sheet, looking at your P&L and so forth. And, you know, it's interesting because there are a lot of very creative, visionary, inventive people. 
that the last thing that they want to do, especially if they're on that extreme end, is look at the realness. You use the word real and magical yeah. together. Right. Because, well, if I look at the realness, I'm going to lose my creativity and it's not going to be magical. And I'd rather just ride with the idea. And as long as that idea is there, mm -hmm. I stay up. But if you yeah. blast me with a dose of reality, which is what my financial position really is and where I'm leaking money yeah. and where I'm over or underspending and so forth, that's not going to leave me very creative. So how do I do both? Well, I think the big thing is that when you are committed, okay, so we're going, you know, yeah. we're moving backwards here, but when you're really committed to where it is that you're trying to go, um, you're willing to sort of, you know, buck up and take a look at what is real because you can't fix what you, you know, this is a Dr. Philism, I guess, but you can't fix what you don't acknowledge. And the thing about really looking at your, your financials and your, your, you know, your, your budgets, all of that stuff, assuming you have something in place, you know, <laughs> those on the hint, extreme hint, end don't. Hint. Yeah. But, you know, when you begin to look at all of that, the, the there might be bad news, you know, or it might come as a shock. Not really, because you, you you always know, true. right? It's Deep true. down, you know. But the good news is that you've got tools to work with to begin to change things. As long as you turn a blind eye to it, that's right. You're powerless, and that's the whole thing about you know making magic happen as opposed to magical thinking is having some power In to, which to make, make the, it happen. Well, to make it happen and to yeah. make the right decisions, to make the right decisions. So I, you know, knowledge is power. But as long as we, you know, keep our head in the sand and think at some point it's going to go away or something fab, we're going to, we're going to land that client or we're, somebody is going to see our brilliance and invest in us and so forth. And you keep pushing it off. You're losing time. You're losing ground. You're losing opportunity, yeah. right? There's an opportunity cost putting things off, yeah. right? So I think that, that, you know, having the financial literacy, I mean, that's really the best word I can use. It doesn't mean that you have to have a lot of money, but you have to understand how it works in your business and how you relate to it and what you're spending and what, you know, what expenses are coming and how you, but all of that stuff well, in that, order to have any real power. You know, and I think that really goes into really another thing that is required to have success in order to build your business an asset is what you're talking about is to be financially literate and to be willing to get real. And to look at it, you don't want to, we've talked a lot about advocating, um, you know, to a bookkeeper or an accountant, you need both, but mm -hmm. you better understand the financial right. health of your business and also what it takes for your business to be successful. How can you build an asset if you don't know what the value of that asset, if you don't know what the performance of that asset is? That's right. And so to really embrace getting comfortable with that. And mm -hmm. I have not really seen a successful business owner that has not at some point really had very good controls mm -hmm. understanding mm -hmm. and would rather understand where they are in order to do what you said, control their own destiny and actually then put in place what mm -hmm. they need to do to get there. Then just hoping and hoping and well, I'm, you know, yep. I'm going to get there. It's going to happen. Something's going to turn around. It just may never. 
And I will say that there are an extreme amount of business owners, and we often will poll and some more formal, some informal, that are not comfortable with the financial systems within their business. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I can't think of a more important thing right now. Yeah. And guess what? How do you know what you started with? and where you're going. So if you even want to conceive of selling your business one day, you better show them what your business does, really, and to see how valuable your business actually is today, and then create processes and systems that are going to increase those results and to be able to tell a full story um, to make it happen. So to me, that's like almost number one. I'm so glad you brought up financial literacy because that is such an important skill set. Well, it's a skill set, but I think that so many people generally, but, you know, business owners certainly, um, are ashamed of the fact and embarrassed by the fact that they don't really understand all the financial indicators in their business. They, you know, they'll say things like, you know, well, I'm really not good with numbers. Or as you said, you know, my bookkeeper handles that or whatever. And I think that that for me, one of the big um, aha moments was when I came to realize that understanding financials and just, you know, the financial world and how money works and all of that stuff had very little to do with being a math wizard, but it had everything to do with understanding relationships. Well said. Right? Yeah. And and, and we can all learn that. We don't have to be, you know, great with a calculator and formulas and all of that. It's really a matter of looking at the relationships and understanding what's, you know, what's being um, revealed in that relationship. And I will say. It demonstrates outputs is what it, you're saying. Absolutely. There, it's a relationship That's not only right. do you have to it, but also the what's happening in your business. And if this this indicator or this performance indicator or number is off, then objectively, well, what's occurring or not occurring in the business that's making this happen? And if you're getting spectacular results, well, I better figure out what we're doing so that we don't screw it up and change it. Because that's part of our business process. That needs to be the way we do it. Yeah. And that I own. Yeah. Now, the other thing I will say, too, is that, you know, being financially literate, most of us aren't born with it. Some of us have more of an innate interest At an early age, you know, we just kind of like gravitate towards that for whatever reason. It's not hard to learn. That was the other thing I think that was really a shocker to me because Mm -hmm. I was one of those with my head in the sand for too many years. You know, it's not that difficult, really. There are just some basic principles. And actually it becomes fun when when you begin to see how you can make small changes to to, um, realize a huge impact. Yes. Right. Just a, a percentage point here and there with regard to, you know, reducing expenses or, you know, w- has an exponential impact on the bottom line. You, things like that we don't even think about. Right. You're right. The other thing that I noticed, too, about people who business owners who are really more um, accustomed to this kind of thinking is that, in fact, I had a conversation with somebody just the other day and we were talking about something. I had this, you know, idea about a. Um, a um, kind of an intentional community. He was ta- He's a developer, and so we were ta- kind of brainstorming some things. And almost everything that he 
considered, he did through the filter of what would be the return on my investment for that? Hmm. Well, you know, that'd be about 30 cents on the dollar, or that would be, you know, about 40 cents on the dollar, or that's only 10 cents, you know. He was weighing everything from that perspective. And just that alone, if everybody who's listening to this went through a couple of days thinking, based on what I'm doing right now, where I'm spending even my time, much less my money, what's the return on my investment here? We would be making really different decisions. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and it's interesting when you say it, it really ties up a lot of what we've been talking about. You've talked about mindset. And certainly, even as you just described, the whole attitude um, and embracing of looking at the financial indicators of one's business and being comfortable learning it is really a mindset. If you tell yourself oh, yeah. you, you don't, you're not good at it, it stresses me out, I can't learn, it's hard. Well, certainly it's going to be. If you've decided that part of your accountabilities and in your interest, because it's a return on your investment, your business is an asset, that you need to, you want to, and that you are going to learn then you absolutely can and you Mm -hmm. will be empowered. So it's still, even before when we're giving advice and saying, hey, everyone go out there and make sure your financial systems are in place in your business. The reality is for those of you that are thinking right now, well, yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah, I've tried. I get too stressed. No, 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 no. Or it's just too complicated. I'm not good at that likely you're going to find something else to do and you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are listening, that now you have a mindset that says, I really need to do that. I've known it for a long time. I'm going to make the investment. I'm going to know where I am truly so that I can then work to improve it by this time next year. Those of you are going to do it, which means it always comes back to the mindset Mm -hmm. of the person doing. You can't just tell them what to do without telling them how to think. And how to hold it emotionally. So you've talked about mindset. We've talked about emotional intelligence in terms of being interested, self-aware, socially aware, committed to learning. Uh, Also talked about commitment and uh, sustainable um, goals and motivations over time to help you get through the highs and the lows and the challenges and the ups and for you to really build this asset. And then coming back again to understanding these indicators Mm -hmm. so that you have a really clean look Mm -hmm. at what you're doing and can understand your time is also an asset as well as your business. That's exactly right. Did I miss anything? I always like to tie things up neatly. Well, you know what? I think you did a nice job. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Karen, let's just do one last thing. What's one last skill that you have noticed over the years really is so important to help people really be successful? Well, there are several, but if I, I guess if I were going to choose one, hmm, I think, um, I think it would probably be this idea of seeing, well, I'm going to probably mix about three things into one. (laughs) Sneak them in. Don't put me in a box. Um, I think it's, you know, it's the idea of being able, in fact, I just had a conversation with with a client this morning about this, being able to see your business as separate from you. So having that distance, having a little bit of objectivity, because when you can do that, you're much more able, I think, to delegate the things that you really don't have to be doing, but you hang on to for whatever reason. 
but also in doing so, hold other people accountable, but more importantly, hold yourself accountable. As long as we think of the business as us, right, and what we do and how we do it and, you know, we hang on to things, we can't hold ourselves accountable to making decisions and taking action that gets us where we want to go, really. Yes. Bottom line. So I think that the accountability is huge. Now, most of us have trouble holding ourselves accountable, have a lot of trouble with that. I mean, you know, how many people start fitness programs and never complete them? And they have every intention in the world of actually doing it, Yes, but they don't until they have a personal trainer or there's some, you know, somebody external to them holding them accountable. meeting someone at the gym. We've got a committed time. They partnered with somebody. Exactly. It's very, it's often easier for us to hold other people accountable than it is to hold ourselves accountable. So um, I would say, I'm I'm just going to say it, get a coach. (laughs) You need a coach. You need to have a coach, somebody who is objective, impartial, unattached, but invested yeah. in your success. Yeah, you do. Well, there is something about having a witness, right? Absolutely. And these, you know, these are highs. They're good, you know, and, and you need it in order to have someone point out all the things you're doing well, because you can't see yourself and give you that encouragement, yes. but also to help you get real about the things that you're just procrastinating on. You're not yeah. just really taking on. And, you know, certainly there has been a lot of people who have come to us, let's kind of get back, you know, it is an EMF um, program that we're doing is, you know, they said, gosh, I read the book five, six years ago, yep. 10 years ago. Yep. I absolutely had this intention. You use that word. I started documenting a few things, but no one used it. It didn't work. And so I just, you know, put it on hold. And really, Something can be very easy to read, you know. Certainly, the source. Oh, we collect information. We can take it in. We can get it. But really, then putting it into the place and not coming up with all the alternate right uh, things we could be doing or reasons why we shouldn't. Having someone bring that objectivity and be a witness and say, "Look, you've been talking about this for six months. You've reread this six times." And yet, is there anything actually occurring in your business that would demonstrate that you're actually implementing it and putting it into place? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's an important point, particularly when we talk about mindset as a start. Absolutely. Mindset's one thing and it's imperative. But if you just think that way, but you choose not to do anything mm-hmm. with it, nothing is ever going to be different. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if a coach is telling you that, um, your spouse, your business partner, your employees. Right. Knowing it and doing it can be Mm -hmm. two different things. And I think that's where having someone holding you accountable, pointing it out, do something, helping you break it down into sizable chunks, perhaps, of doing. Yes. Yeah. All those things drive towards implementation. And let's be honest, you're not going to have an asset unless it shows up. (laughs) You could have it on paper. You could talk about it all day long. But it's not going to be a value to others. It won't be transferable, whether it be to a new employee, a manager, Mm -hmm. um, or the next buy, you know, the buyer of your business. You have to build it so it's transferable. So therefore, you better do something to make sure that happens. That's right. And I think too often what business owners try to do is to figure out on their own what it is that they're supposed to do. Well, okay, why do that? 
you need to figure out where your business is going and how your business is going to operate. We figured out how to do it. So bring the two together. But the thing about accountability that I think is so interesting is that when we are held to account or we're held accountable, we learn to be accountable. That in itself is a skill set. True. Right? It's not just a value about, you know, staying true to your word. I said I was going to do something. I'm going to do it. But it's also a skill that has to be developed and is developed over time. And I think we need help with some of those things because, I mean, let's face it, business is a dynamic environment. Things are changing and happening constantly. If we could hole up and go on a mountaintop somewhere, you know, for six months or something, you know, maybe we could get clear. But we have to do this in the midst of making decisions, reacting to changes, fixing problems that erupt, you know, coming at us from all different directions. Having somebody there to help you get clear for, you know, just a little piece of the day, you know, what will improve the business and your ability to drive it as opposed to be driven by it exponentially. Absolutely. That focus of attention. Well, Karen, I'm looking at the clock and uh, I know we could speak for another hour or two and maybe we will. (laughs) (laughs) But I do realize we are out of time and um, we've talked about a lot of great great important things here and um, I'm very confident this is going to be quite valuable to all of the listeners out there and hopefully if you know I'm going to suggest that even if there's just one thing that perhaps you resonated with that you say you know what that's me and I know it and I just still haven't done it yet I encourage you to take action um, there's no better way, way to build one's confidence and really, to me, one of the number one things any successful person um, really has is confidence because they do things that work mm-hmm. and they get to see results that encourages them to do more and more things that work. Mm-hmm. And that's what we love doing and helping business owners become better and better leaders and better and better entrepreneurs. But you have to do something with it. So for now, just signing off, we look forward to speaking with you Um Again, and when I say speaking, what I mean by that is obviously Karen and I are speaking, but would love to, you know, meet, talk to business owners out there. Some of you are clients already working with one of our EMIT business coaches. Some of you may be coming out and attending uh, one of our leadership intensives. In fact, Karen uh, leads those regularly. So if you want to come out and spend some time with her and some other business owners, um, we also take you to a winery dinner. I should just throw that out. We are yeah, in the beautiful kind of the best Sonoma <laughs> County winery. That is a strategic decision. It's part of our system. <laughs> and we actually have done some metrics and some measuring to prove that we get better results when we can um, you know, be together in the beautiful Sonoma County wine country. So I think I've, I have promoted everything I possibly can for now. <laughs> yeah. So thanks again, Karen. And... <laughs> really appreciate it it's fun being here 